Now, there's only been two times, this being the second time in my entire ministry, that I have uh, had all week to prepare a message. And then Saturday night, or previously it was Sunday morning, this, this time it was Saturday night, uh, the Lord just impressed in my heart to scrap it and do something different. Um, it doesn't happen very often, um, but because of that, the notes in your bulletin are not going to match what I'm teaching on this week. So you can set those aside. Uh, you'll want to pull your Bible out because I don't have uh, the passage up on the screen this morning. Um, got got some uh, just just some uh, feeling and thought that this morning's message needed to be different from uh, my original plan. So uh, Melissa, good news is next week you have my sermon notes already. You can just plug those in, and you're not waiting on me to print the bulletin next week. So that's a, a good thing. Um, I, I want to read for you a passage in Nahum chapter one. Uh, A verse that's really been on my heart all week, though it wasn't originally part of my plans for a message. But for some reason, over and over and over again, I was hearing this verse and thinking on this verse. I was first really uh, made aware of this verse when I was a pastor in Batesville, Indiana. We were going through a passage or a, a series on Wednesday nights of favorite Bible passages. And so each person would share their favorite Bible verse, and then I would do a a lesson on that particular passage. And and Miss Grace, who was just a sweet, sweet saint uh, in her 90s, shared with us Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. We committed it to memory, and then we did a, a brief lesson on it a particular Wednesday night. Let me read for you that passage this morning. Nahum 1, 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold... In the day of trouble, he knows those who take refuge in him. As we read Nahum 1.7, we we have to understand the entire context of Nahum 1.7. If you read the rest of Nahum, you're going to think, well, this isn't really a sermon that we want to hear. It's about uh, the people of Israel uh, being oppressed by the Assyrians. So the nation of Israel, the northern part of the kingdom, had been captured and really basically slaughtered and spread out across the entire world. At this point in Israel's history, the ten tribes in the northern part of the nation are lost. You might have heard of the ten lost tribes of Israel. It's because of this occurrence Nahum is writing after this oppression has already occurred, and God gives him a revelation that God is going to punish the wicked nation of Assyria. And so if you read Nahum chapter 1, it's a lot of hellfire and brimstone. It's a lot of, uh, Lord, I'm going to come down and I'm going to to obliterate and, and really completely wipe out this sinful nation of Assyria in their capital city of Nineveh. And then almost as if it's a pause in the midst of this storm, Nahum writes in verse 7, The Lord is good. In the midst of all the oppression, in the midst of all the troubles and all the trials that Israel is going through, Nahum acknowledges the Lord is good. This morning, we, we've had several uh, updates that I've shared and given uh, on Facebook, and I wanted to share with you some of them this morning. We, we've had uh, just a, a litany of uh, health issues within our church. If you're a guest with us this morning, I want to apologize. This isn't how our Sunday morning sermons normally function. Our sermons normally function, but we're going to do things just a little bit different this morning, and I'll share with you that uh, in just a second. 
Uh, just to give an update on some people in our church, uh, Earl Spires made it home last night. Uh, he was in the hospital uh, with complications from his, his surgery uh, for his colon cancer. Uh, they had some fluid that they're examining to find out exactly what the fluid is, whether it's infection or not, how extreme it is. But they've given him several days of IV fluids and antibiotics and have helped tremendously. Now he's feeling much better and he's at home resting. So praise the Lord for that. Continue to pray for Earl. I talked to Chris Blair this week. I actually got to talk to her. Chris Blair had cancer in her jaw. Uh, they had done surgery a couple of weeks ago, and she really wasn't much for talking for the first few days. Uh, I got to talk to her this week on the phone. Uh, she shared with me that she has some days that are really good and some days that she's just wiped out energy-wise. Uh, she is uh, put on her mind and her goal to do the lighting at LTC's production of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, that's what she loves and is passionate about, and that has been something to get her mind focused off this cancer surgery. And so she is saving up all of the energy that she can so that she can go to rehearsals last week and this week and the performances starting this weekend. She's doing really well. There was no additional cancer in her lymph nodes, so it's not spread. It's not a cancer that typically would spread. And so it's just a matter of recovery now for Chris. Praise God for his work in her as well. Uh, shared with you uh, also several other updates that, that we've had. Uh, Jeremiah Caballero, I think I had posted, had some tests run this week. He was having some digestive issues. And praise the Lord, they found nothing negative health-wise, right, Jeremiah? Uh, contrary to what we all say, Jeremiah is normal. So that's something to be thankful for. Um, they're still looking at reasons why he's having some of his symptoms. So we can keep praying for Jeremiah. But, but praise God for his goodness uh, to Jeremiah in that. Got a call from Joe Cunningham last night, and um, Christy had what they think was a clot that got in her lung, and she passed away last night. Talked to Joe for about 15 minutes or so, and um, he's got the right perspective. They were on their way to, to dinner. Um, him and her two kids um, and they're in the back seat of her car she, she passed they tried to revive her at the hospital and, and were unable to um, so she passed away there in the back seat of his car you know Joe mentioned last night he said I wouldn't wish her back for anything I said that's a lie he said yeah that's a lie <laughs> but she wouldn't wish to come back for anything for those of you that don't know uh, Christy has uh, had cancer and battled it for the last uh, six eight months I don't remember when, when her initial diagnosis was uh, back in <clears throat> December late November early December she had a brain tumor that was diagnosed on top of her cancer elsewhere. And um, it, it was that brain tumor that she really had struggled with over the last several months. Um, she had a doctor's appointment with her oncologist this past week. Um, things seemed to be early optimistic. Um, 
They didn't give them good news, but there wasn't anything that was additionally scary. Um, they had a better understanding of the symptoms of her new chemo pill, and, and so they were hoping that, that things would progress. She was scheduled to have an appointment with her neurologist last week. He got moved till Monday, and so they were going to be looking at her, her brain tumor and, and to see if it had shrunk after the previous treatments. And so um, th- they were praying that God would heal her. Joe did share with me that he dreaded the day that he would sit in a doctor's office holding her hand and hear the news that the cancer was going to get the best of her and that she she was going to have to live the duration of her life knowing that the cancer was terminal. And he was thankful that she didn't have to sit in that doctor's office and hear that. Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. So I read through the book of Nahum last night. I read the whole thing. I, I just, Lord put this verse on my heart earlier in the week and I didn't know why, but I knew I was supposed to say, the Lord is good. So I'm reading through Nahum. I'm going, God, this is about some wicked, evil people oppressing the nation of Israel. What possibly is there a sermon that applies? I'm reading about about how God is going to obliterate them, how wicked and evil they are. I realize that, that as Nahum is writing the words of the Lord, he hates, hates Assyria. He does not like Nineveh, their capital at all. There's nothing good that he has to write about them. But there's a promise from the Lord that the Lord is good, even in the midst of the battle and the oppression. The Lord is a stronghold, a strength for those who are in him. He knows those who take refuge in him. As I read through it a second time last night, I couldn't help but substitute in Nahum chapter 1, Assyria and Nineveh with cancer. Nahum 1.2 says, The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath from his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. The Lord will by no means clear the guilty. His way is in whirlwind and storm and the clouds are like dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. He dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. The, the bloom of ne- Lebanon withers. The mountains quake before him. The hills melt. The earth leaves before him. The world and all who dwell in it. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire and his rocks are broken into pieces by him. The Lord will take, according to Nahum chapter 1, vengeance on the sin of this world and the effects of sin of this world. Illness, famine, hunger, poverty. We know that these are all effects of the sin that God hates. And the promise we have in Nahum is that God will not let any of these effects go without punishment. 
The Lord is good. In the midst of all of our struggles and trials, in the midst of all the difficulties that we face, in the midst of oppression, in the midst of cancer, the Lord is good. There will come a day when there will be no more adversaries to the Lord to stand. There will be no more enemies to come before Him. There will come a day when He wipes out every sin and every consequence of sin. The Lord is good. As we think about our own struggles and our own trials, we can look them dead in the face and say, Lord, though Assyria comes against me, though illness strikes me, though my my relationships struggle, though my, my circumstances seem bleak, one day, Lord, your promise is that you will not let the sin and the effects of sin go unpunished. The Lord is good. This morning, I don't have a, a ton of sermon to preach. Instead, I really want to spend some time praying with each other. Um, I want you to pray for, for several things this morning. Pray for Joe. Um, he really has a great perspective. He, he really does. But he's hurting. I have not talked to Sam, and so I don't know how Sam is doing, or Kelsey. I know Joe said Sam is struggling, of course, as we would expect him to. I want to pray for their family. Pray that the Lord would be a stronghold for them. Pray that that this promise in verse 7, that that he would be a refuge to them. I want you to pray for those in our church who we just talked about who are still struggling with with cancer. Pray for Chris this morning. Pray for Earl. I want us to spend some time acknowledging that God is a God who is good. Even in our worst of circumstances, the Lord is good. The perspective that I keep saying Joe has is, is one that we talked about last night. We prayed for Christy's healing, and you know what? Today she is healed. And we can wish her back all we want. And Joe certainly does. She doesn't want to come back to this old body for anything. The Lord is good. I want to spend some time praying this morning and thanking God for his mercy and his grace to Christy. For his goodness and his strength. So I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to do something a little different. We've done this on Wednesday nights some, and I don't know the, the best way to do this. I think at least three of our, I'm, I'm going to let Monty come down too. Monty, would you, would you come down? Three of our deacons are here this morning, and so um, I'm just going to ask if our, I'm putting you on the spot, and I know, um, if we can kind of separate into to, to three sections um, and just spend some time praying. Um, I'll let you guys kind of lead a, a brief time of prayer, praying for the family, praying for um, others in the church who have cancer, praying for uh, God's mercy and grace and his, his goodness. Monty, I'm going to let you take this section over here to the left, if you could. So to recap, Monty coming down, just, just so um, in case you didn't hear, we just, I'm going to let you lead your own sections and, and pray that, that God would heal those in our church who are still sick. Pray that, that God would be with Joe and, and with Sam and with the family. 
and spend some time praising God for his goodness, for his mercy, his grace, and for his healing of Christy. So I, I'm going to break up, and we'll just 10, 15 minutes when you're done. Um, I, I tell you what, we're, Becky, I'm going to really mess you up. We're not even going to close in a song or anything. Um, when you're done praying, you, you, can, you can go home. Um, we'll dismiss in this way. Spend as much time as you need. If you're there and you want to pray for five minutes, pray for five minutes. If you want to pray for 15 minutes, pray for 15 minutes. If you want to pray for an hour, don't forget you got kids and children's church and go, go grab them and then, then pray. Um, as we, we get closer to, to 12 o'clock, just so our children's church workers can, can come back in here, I'll, I'll make an announcement if you're still praying and you need to grab your kids and come back in, that's fine. Um, but, but we're going to dismiss doing this. So if if Tom, you could take this section over here, and I'm going to let this overflow section in the back as well. Uh, if you guys can come and just spend some time praying over here to the, the right. Uh, Jim, I'm going to let you take this, this middle section here. And, and if you guys want to come forward and kind of gather around so we can hear and pray with each other. And Monty, if you'll take this, this section over here to the left. Now, I'm just going to turn it over and spend some time praying this morning. So uh, let me lead us in a brief word of prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over to our, our deacons. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, I thank you that you're our stronghold in the day of trouble. And Lord, we we beg that you would be our refuge as we put our faith and trust in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.